you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin and welcome to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing. With me as usual is my sensible co-host, Big Jim Mack. How are you doing today, Jim? Uh, I'm the calm, you know, calm before the storm, calm during the storm. I got to, somebody's got to hold this podcast together and I guess it's uh, that weight rests on my shoulders. But uh, no, it's, I'm happy to be here, Tyson. I always enjoy our conversations and excited to uh, chat a little bit today. Uh, like you said to me before, come on, you've done well over 500 podcasts and you still <laughs> giggle like a little kid at the beginning when we say something <laughs> funny off air that we can't repeat. But uh, it makes things fun. Like to keep things lighthearted. So what are we talking about today? Let's dive straight into today's subject. Let's jump in. So yeah, so today we're going to talk about why marketing your clinic shouldn't be set it and forget it. So for those who are my age and maybe a little bit older, you might remember Ron Papil from the US. Uh, this is the guy that was the Mr. Infomercial. You know, he would get the rotisserie chickens, put them in the uh, that you know two hundred dollar infomercial product, and say all you got to do is set it and forget it. And uh, I think sometimes podiatrists treat their marketing like this. You know, they just think, oh, I'll build the website, and then once I have that website, I don't have to do anything for you know a decade. It's going to just kind of send me patients, or just going to kind of be there. And uh, you know whether. You know, you, pay, you paid for it maybe just like as a one-off or you're paying a small amount to some marketing provider to kind of keep it somewhat updated. Uh, it's kind of a false way to go about really building uh, an asset for your practice, uh, not only to grow it, but to, to build trust in your community. So we'll kind of go over, you know, why would you consider, you know, utilizing marketing services that are more kind of ongoing mm. on more like a retainer model with a marketing provider as opposed to just like, doing one-offs or just settling for the kind of cheapest option out there. Yeah, I only spoke to someone two days ago and they, it was, they were looking at some traditional marketing. And I said, oh, when was the last time you looked at it? They said, oh, but it's been running in this like, local magazine in their town. Oh, we've had it there for about the last three years. Okay. I said, have you changed the ad or done anything? They went, oh, no, but no, it's just been sitting. We've, it's just been same set and forget. They just... They renew it every 12 months and it just basically runs. Okay, but is it working? This sort of goes back to last week's episode about doing an audit as well. I said, is it working? They went, oh, we think so. <laughs> so they've sort of just put it in place and just think, well, you know what, we'll just keep paying the, the monthly feed to the, um, the newspaper or magazine, wherever it was, and we don't need to do anything else because they're looking after it. And I'm like, they don't care. As long as you're paying, they would have no idea how it's doing. Well, sometimes you see it's like that thing to check off the list, right? It's like, oh, are you doing marketing? Yes, we have this thing in a newspaper they've done for the last three three years. Check, right? But yeah. there's no, there's no. Is it working? What kind of patients is it attracting? Is it generating, you know, a return on investment for what you're spending? You know, is it is it capturing attention? If you're doing the same thing for three years, you know, I'm like, it's basically becoming like the furniture. You just kind of don't know, notice that it's there anymore, probably by some of the readers. So. Yeah, that's that's concerning, and I think it is one of these things where, you know, you really want to be doing things consistently, but obviously testing things consistently, and you're gonna be much more effective when you do this as opposed to just kind of these one-off things. Or, you know, it's like trying to run a marathon, right? If you try to say, hey, I'm gonna run a marathon in six months, if you wait until the week before the marathon, and you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna do one workout and I'll be good, yeah. well, you're probably gonna have a bad bad day. Mm. But if you, that's true. <laughs> But if you're doing little things over a long period of time, you know, checking your fitness, recovering well, you're doing the little things, 
on a gradual basis, it's going to take up a little bit more of your time than just doing it, that training for the week before the marathon, but you're going to have much better results. You're not going to get hurt. Um, so that's my little running analogy to why, you know, consistency is key, not only in running, but also in your, your podiatry marketing. But it's also, you can be doing the right thing and the wrong thing at the same time and also getting no results. You could be no, exactly. doing the running training and then sitting down eating fried chicken and, and chips <laughs> and ice cream every night and still actually put weight on over a period of time and you're not going to have a great race. No, you want to focus on the right thing. So, you know, when it comes to the, the, the right things and the reasons why you want to be consistent is number one, you want to build, you know, awareness of your clinic. You know, you know, your clinic exists, your staff does, your family, your friends, sure. But anywhere you're, you're living at, you know, you want to make sure you're doing regular marketing to help keep your your clinic kind of on the top of minds of people, right? Like you don't, if they think podiatrist, you want them to think your name. Or if you like to do sports medicine, you want them to think about you when they have, you know, sports medicine injury. And if you're not doing it out consistently, you know, they don't, you're not consistently putting out all the kind of care you provide in your niche or the type of procedures you like to do, people won't know, right? You're, you're in it every day, but you have to make people aware that you have these services and that your clinic does exist. Otherwise you kind of fade into the woodwork and, uh, this doesn't have to be major things, but it's updating your website. It's having sometimes Google search ads. Sometimes it's putting out fresh pages on your website about different types of procedures that you do. This does take consistency over time. It's not something that, you know, you want to every two years update the website in a massive way by doing things piecemeal over time and getting this awareness out there. People will recognize who you are, what you do, and you're more likely to get patients coming into your practice. Yeah, but I've seen websites though, you know they're out of date when you'll see their team photo and you know that team member left two and a half years ago and they've got the same person, they've still got the same profile there and the person doesn't exist anymore. Or they might have a team and three quarters of the team have gone. So you know the web, and the patients are aware of this, that the, those team members are no longer there all of a sudden the credibility of the website just starts to diminish when they know there's no new information or they've, they've gone all the effort of buying this really good piece of equipment and it's not on their website. They haven't bothered adding anything about it. Well, we've talked about that a little bit in the past, right? Like the web, like I see the website as kind of your online home and you're not you know, taking care, if you have a messy room, if you have a messy house, you know, the front yard's not, you know, you haven't mowed in, in six months, People are going to recognize that, right? Oh, yeah. and the same thing with your same thing with your website. You will you be judged. <laughs> You'll <laughs> be judged, or in yeah. ways that people just won't come to your practice, right? Yeah. So if they if they see old employees, old procedures, uh, you know, updated, you know, photos that haven't been updated for a decade, that's a bad look. And uh, you really want to, you know, kind of getting to the next point is you really want to establish trust and expertise with people. And you know, th by doing continuous marketing efforts, especially those where you kind of provide valuable information about, you know, foot and ankle health, you know, it's going to position the clinic as the expert in the local area. And you're going to build trust gradually over time, right? It's really easy to, to burn people and to lose trust, mm. but it takes a long time to build trust with folks. So by putting, doing consistent marketing efforts over long periods of time, you're establishing that you are trustworthy and you're, you are kind of recommendable to other folks and you are that local expert. So, it's really important to build trust with these potential patients. You know, they're more likely to, to trust you if you've been around for longer and noticed for longer. Uh, it's really, really important. Yeah, it, like, especially when you're talking about like the photos on the website. Imagine my website now, every photo had me with hair. <laughs> and then they meet me and they go, you look like a criminal. 
So it's just <laughs> straight away the trust. That's what, that's the problem with my book because my books I've got here. But uh, yeah, I did when I had the books. So got to got to write another book. Got to up. Got to yeah. Yeah, uh, I just have to have to get a no hair photo put on there. Yeah, version two point oh. The uh, the the. It's no secret with Doctor T two point oh. It's no secret. There's money in podiatry. World's greatest podiatry business book written, if I say so myself. Still, ninety five percent of it is applicable today. So, what's next? What, what what comes up after? Like, obviously. So, the first part, like you said, is building clinic awareness. The second thing is establishing trust and expertise, which is why you yep. want to be doing this. What's what's the next part? Yeah. So, the third part is really adapting to marketing changes, right? Uh, to market changes, right? So. You know, things are going to be constantly changing, right? Sometimes, you know, you got Tyson doing TikTok dances, right? Other times there's different channels and different Daily. things that are available, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, this generation that's upcoming, they like to text. They don't like to call or maybe even fill out forms. So how are you, you know, the the, the market and the, is dynamic over time, right? There's new treatments, there's new technologies, there's new platforms to be aware of. So if you're not updating those things on a regular basis, you're going to seem like a dinosaur. I think, you know, initially websites were kind of a business card on the internet, right? They didn't need to have anything besides your contact information and how to make an appointment. And that was probably good enough, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, but now it's different, right? They, people can watch videos of you treating people. They can see before and after photos. They can see the types of technology you use. So you have to be able to adapt to the market changes in ways that, um, and when you do this consistently with your marketing, it allows a clinic to stay relevant. And it shows that you're willing to adapt to the you know the newest and most effective forms of treatment for the patients. If you're doing the same things you're doing in residency uh, now in practice, that's a bad sign, right? You need to be constantly educating yourself, and then once you do educate yourself on different forms of treatment, showing those to all the different people in your local area to your patients to make sure they're aware of all the services you provide. And even when you're talking about the technologies as they're changing, and they'd say the different platforms. You're saying if there's a new platform out there and it becomes popular, that a podiatry business should be, you know, like they should understand where their patients are hanging out. Therefore, if they know a lot of their ideal patients are hanging out on a certain platform, they should actually have some presence on that platform because the patients are expecting them to be there. No, exactly. Like you, you want to show up where people are at, right? If you don't, if you're just doing marketing channels or just like you talked about that, that aspect of the person that's doing the three years of a a magazine ad yeah uh, do they you know they didn't do any background research about who was looking at that magazine that's just a you know just check in the box but you really need to like you talked about when patients come into the practice you know maybe it's in your intake forms maybe it's having conversations with people how did you find out about us you know where you know when you have a medical issue like who's you know who's that kind of trusted network of people you reach out to uh you know what what time what you know where do you spend time on different platforms and by kind of connecting with those different areas, you're more likely to get in front of the right patient at the right time. You know, it's maybe only going to be a small percentage of people that need a foot and ankle specialist uh, at any given time. But, you know, maybe the mother of a patient or the, the next door neighbor of a potential patient, you know, is, is aware of you and your services and can kind of be that source of referral. So it's about kind of developing patients in your local community to know that you exist and then be willing to kind of, you know, Either you show up where they're at, or you're showing up to people in their network that will, you know, refer to you, uh, make referrals to you in your practice. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so what's the next next thing they should basically think about? The next step is really you engaging with your community. I think this this touches a little bit at the last topic we talked about, but you know, what are the channels that you have? Whether it be through a newsletter, 
your social media channels? What are the local events that you can go to and either give talks at or volunteer at? Yeah. That's really going to help you build kind of a loyal patient base. You know, when I was in practice, I was big into sports medicine. So it was important for me to, you know, wor work at the local marathon, you know, kind of uh, go to different track and field meets or different road races and be seen and be present. Sometimes I was running in them. Sometimes I was helping out, uh, you know, at the, the medical tent. So understanding where your ideal patients are at and how to get in front of them and to build loyalty over time. It really allows you to engage with people on a different level, right? When we're in our clinic, sometimes, you know, we're seeing 20 to 40 patients a day. It can be kind of a, a busy time, but just being out in public, uh, being amongst the community, you know, being helpful, answering, you know, questions and just becoming familiar and friendly uh, to, to your neighbors and to your people in your local area can really build your reputation in a way that, you know, obviously things like Google reviews and other things help, but that real world connection can really, really help your practice move in the right direction. Yeah, we used to say that all the time. It's really important just to be seen and be heard, especially in the community. And most of the businesses that I've had a lot to do with myself outside of healthcare, they're the ones that you, it's not just their marketing, it's the ones you actually see in the community and connecting with the community at different times. And, and even if I think it, within healthcare, you know, physical therapy, diet, dietitians, the ones that I've seen that are at events, that are volunteering their time, that have produced, say, a newsletter, for example, that you get it on a regular basis, it's always quality content. It seem, they seem to be the businesses that do really well, the ones that are very well connected with community. They're at lunches. You'll see them there with their, their shirt on, you know, physiotherapy clinic, dietitians. Uh, and I, th I think people can just learn a lot from that just engaging with the community. Well, it's one thing, you know, I think a lot of people will think about advertising and marketing and think that that's like you're kind of like barking at people to like, hey, look at me, look at me. Yeah. You know, I'm the greatest. And it's kind of like a lot of self-aggrandizing. But when you're out there volunteering in your community, you're being helpful, you're being friendly, like and being genuine with other people, like it's <laughs> th those actions you take are worth so much more than just, you know, words on a website or you know, you trying to kind of like advertise your services. So, I mean, I think you need to do some of those things when it comes to marketing your practice, but when you can be present in your community and people see that you care and you're taking action, you know, it, it just, it speaks volumes. Yeah. If you, when, when people see you, especially if it's a big event and you're in a medical tent and you're volunteering to fix up foot problems and you don't even have your uniform on, but people recognize your face. And that's what they that's what they don't realize. Or a reporter takes a photo and they go and they name the people who are there. People see your other marketing, they see that, that hey, you're giving back and you're not you're not actually asking for anything in return for doing it. You're just hoping that you're building up goodwill long term. Yeah, and not only do you build up goodwill amongst like potential patients, but like other healthcare providers as well, right? Like it just yeah. it can be a real uh, multiplier as far as uh, goodwill and your reputation locally. Yeah, well, when I think of some of the local podiatrists in Cairns, and I think of the ones that have got the most successful businesses in Cairns, they're the ones that I see out and about helping and doing things in the community. The people that I've known here for years who have probably got some of the worst clinics, the most complaints, and the people I wouldn't send my dog there to get their toenails cut, are people that I never see at community events. The only time you see them might be, I don't know, maybe at a racetrack gambling, pushing through the crowd <laughs> to get a bet on it at that last minute. So you sort of sit there going, wow, what helps? Helping the community, just helping yourself. So I think people can learn something from that. Absolutely. Okay, next thing. 
Yeah, the, the fifth and final uh, point that I want to bring up about you know why is it important to you know consider doing something consistently with your marketing is that you know you're you're able to kind of better track and improve the performance of whatever you're doing, right? So you know if you're just doing one-offs, if you're let's say you're having your website refreshed every five years, you're doing an occasional ad campaign here and there, or you're just kind of doing some set it and forget it type marketing is that you're never going to get that feedback loop. We talked, you know, last week about the OODA loop, Yeah. but you know, you're, if you're just doing kind of one-offs and you're not gathering data about what's working and what's not working, you can't kind of have that incremental improvement over time that really allows you to kind of fine tune your marketing to make sure you're connecting with your ideal patient. You know, implementing these types of strategies will really kind of ensure that your clinic is attracting the right kinds of patients in the most efficient way possible, right? You want to make sure that whatever money you're spending on your marketing, your advertising is going uh, and being spent efficiently. And you can't really do that unless you're doing it on a consistent basis. If you're just doing one-offs here and there, it's a scattershot approach. You're never going to really kind of get into a good rhythm and know what to expect and know when you can kind of turn certain things on and turn certain things off. So it is that consistency over time that really helps you uh, determine uh, which channels are working and helps you determine your overall performance. I think it's really important, like you were saying, like we were at a, there's a stand-up comedian over here in Australia called Heath Franklin. He does this impersonation of this ex, like sort of small-time gangster Chopper Reed. That's really funny. If you know who he is, it's actually quite funny. But anyway, he was in Cairns not too long ago. But he was testing out material that he was going to do on a national tour. So he was really testing and measuring, tweaking things, seeing what was working. So there was only 30 of us in a room. He came in, ran all these jokes past us. 50% of them were rubbish, absolutely terrible. They weren't even funny. And what was funny, he'd say the joke and then he'd go, hmm, okay, we'll put that one in the shit bin, won't I? And that made us laugh. So, so I think he might actually hang on to some of the crappy jokes so he can tell a joke about them. But that was doing the same thing. He didn't just write it and then you don't see a comedian. Well, actually, you'll see average comedians today are the ones that are telling the same jokes from 20 years ago. The good comedians are the ones that can get up and do a performance and it's constantly this evolving new material that is constantly coming out. And I think as podiatrists, it's the same thing. We've got to evolve our material that we're, we're delivering. That's a good example. I think, the like you said, you just have to be out there working on things consistently making gradual changes over time and it's going to yield significant results. And like I said, uh, you know, not to get back to the marathon running thing, but it's, it is just little steps over time, right? If you try to, you know, how to eat a whale, you know, one bite at a time, right? That's so it. you have to just like, just, just do little things over time because, you know, rather than being kind of a, you know, I think a lot of podiatrists will still see marketing or advertising their practice as this kind of, thing that's on the expense list, right? Or either to cut or just to check off, oh, I'm doing my marketing. But really consistently high quality marketing, it should be seen as an investment in your clinic's growth, in your reputation, and you really kind of with your connection in the community uh, and your connection to the community. So, you know, it kind of uh, overall, I would say, you know, think, think about what you're doing. Uh, obviously, if you have questions or cons anything that we can, you know, Tyson and I can help, we're, we're here to kind of give you some feedback as far as you know, what we think, what we've seen works well with the clients we work with. Um, definitely happy to help you out. But that's kind of a, my main spiel today is like, don't see the marketing advertising as this expense. But if you do it consistently over long periods of time, you're going to see the value and you'll get a compounding return on your investment over time when you're being consistent uh, with these marketing efforts. Yeah. And, and, working, and if you get it right, this is the sound that you will hear.
<laughs> yep, the till will be turning over. Not that we have tills like that anymore. Everything's electronic. I don't think exactly. anyone pays with money anymore. Really. They're just cash. No one pays with cash. Everything's cards. Apple Pay. Apple Pay. Apple pay. Yeah, everything's like that. So, no, I thought this was a really good topic, Jim. So is there anything else you want to say to, to wrap up on? No, well, I think that's a good spot to leave it. I think, uh, like I said, just consistency is key when it comes to anything in life, uh, especially when marketing your practice. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing you next week. So look at playing Tyson. Okay, bye. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.